Jansen Harris here with the final play on the Just Good Network. Another full group. We have Sean, Will, Zaria, Philip, Craig, and Davian. Philip, I want to start with you. We're talking football. We're talking a quarterback who I know it might be a 50-50 thing in here, but people have been criticizing this guy, Daniel Jones. What's his future looking like? Do you see this maybe being his last year as the Giants starting quarterback? All right, so I'm a Giants fan myself. Uh, I live for the days of Eli Manning. You know, he's he brought us to two Super Bowl wins, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs for himself. In my opinion, a future Hall of Famer, the most touchdown passes in Giants history, the most wins in Giants history. But I got to say, I feel like this is probably Daniel Jones' last chance to prove himself with the New York Giants, and I'm going to say why. New York is the toughest sports city to ever play in. No matter what anybody says, you do not do well. They will eat you alive in New York. Even Michael Strahan himself has said that. New York is the hardest place to play. And if you are one of the star players in New York, you are loved by everybody. You know, we had guys like Henrik Lundqvist here. We have guys like Artemi Panarin, Adam Fox. We even have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in here. You know, we have so many star players here. Edwin Diaz, Jacob DeGrom. But in football, you have to ask yourself, who is the star player? You know, and at the first year he was here, it was Saquon Barkley. Now he's been plagued by injuries, everything like that. Daniel Jones has had to really take on a lot of the brunt of that hate. And, you know, obviously the Giants are a storied franchise. They haven't been to the Super Bowl in 10 years. The last time they went to the playoffs was, 2000, was the 2016 season when they lost to the Green Bay Packers. They haven't been back since. They've come close, but they haven't even come back to the playoffs since that moment. So this is really Daniel Jones's, in my opinion, last year to really prove himself. And he's got a whole new coaching staff now. I feel he's got a whole new front office, a whole new management system basically now. And if they're not going to unleash Daniel Jones's weapons and everything like that, then I don't know what could really have – what could really show Daniel Jones that he has it in him to really make it in New York? I think it's just going to be a really, really hard season for him, and I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Speaking of pressure, look, the NFC East, maybe it's not the toughest division, and in the, all the pressure is going to be on the Cowboys. Do you see the Giants competing? Um, wait, was it me you're asking? Yes, yes, Philip. Sorry about that. Um. I don't know. I think that's hard. I, I still think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. I understand the Eagles, um, who they had A.J. Brown this past year. They still have uh, uh, Jalen Hurts as their QB. Obviously, it's going to be very, very hard to compete in this division. You know, I think the Giants and the and the uh, Commanders are going to be, you know, competing for probably third or fourth place, honestly, because I just don't see the Giants competing just yet. Obviously, they added uh, Kayvon Thibodeau and they added Evan Neal, but I just don't think the Giants are ready just there yet to compete with the Cowboys and the Eagles for first place in the NFC East. And you said it. I thought the Giants had one of the best drafts, specifically in the first round. I thought they got two impact players who are going to make a difference Day one in the NFL, right? And can't wait to see if, if they get some preseason snaps. So we'll look out for that. Zaria, your thoughts on Daniel Jones? There's a lot of people who think he's a turnover machine, he's a scrub. There's some people who say, well, the organization maybe failed him. What's your thoughts, Zaria, on the young quarterback, Daniel Jones? Uh, I feel like Daniel Jones will be the starting Giants QB, but I don't know how much longer he'll have that part. But I feel like he's in desperate need of a strong 2022 season based off of the past two seasons that we've watched of him. And we've been hearing from the training camp that he's been very inconsistent recently. And if you look at, I know there was a really bad pass that happened during training camp that had a lot of people worried about how he's going to perform this season. And I feel like with Daniel Jones, it's just more about being consistent throughout the whole regular season. 
And I feel like he will start as the starting QB, but if he comes into regular season being inconsistent, I feel like we'll be seeing a new starting quarterback for the Giants. Okay, awesome breakdown. Will, your thoughts on Daniel Jones? What should we expect from him this season? Not a lot, honestly. Zaria brought it up, but that pass he took, it was a nice out route on the goal line, and he missed the receiver wide by, like, five yards and just ingrained in my head. And then interception he had last year, I think it was Monday night against Tampa Bay, he went an interception to a defensive lineman who was lying on the ground, like nowhere in the play. Such a bad interception. Those two passes have just been ingrained in my mind. All my friends are Giants fans, and they, they're, they're losing hope. And I don't blame them. I think this, not only is this Daniel Jones' last year with the Giants, I think this is his last year as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he has the talent to be a starter. I think he could be a formidable backup. But after this year, I don't think that his future is very bright. Absolutely. And to that point, Will, a lot of people thought he was drafted too high. And people are seeing it. And to Phillip's point. When you get drafted in New York, you have to win. It's, it's it's not just the stats thing. So the fans going crazy. I think it could be his last year. Sean, break down Daniel Jones and what you think he'll do in this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much agree with everyone else. You know, um, Phil made some good points in the beginning. You know, Daniel Jones, hey, you've been here for over three years now. It's time to show up. A lot of people uh, believe he was on a hot seat when Joe Judge was there last season. So, you know, with um, even uh, – even uh, Bob McAdoo. So it's time to step up. They got to, to me, you know, if, if he doesn't play well within within the first maybe maybe quarter of the season, first five to six games, you, you have a veteran Tyrod Taylor there. Let's not forget about that. Let's not forget about him. You know, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I just think he's had the bad rap of things. He's had some injuries that, you know, he got punched. I think he got his, his, uh, his lung punctured by the doctor on accident. You know, things like that happen. But I think Tyrod Taylor, to be honest, is overall better quarterback than Daniel Jones. So if I'm Daniel Jones, hey, you got to – you got to – if you're going to – if the Giants aren't going to compete and necessarily win games, you have to at least show that you're going as a quarterback. He's still young. He can move. You know, he he, he can move uh, with his legs and things. But at the same time, I mean, I, I'm not sold on him. I, I don't think it's even, – even if you're a Giants fan, it's anything to really be confident in because he hasn't showed you, um, you know, more pros and cons, I should say. So I think it is a definitely do-or-die season for him to be on the, um, on the New York Giants. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it's with him and his mindset. You know, I understand what it – I understand what it is being an athlete. You got to take it a game at a time. So I think it's now or never for Daniel Jones, man. I'll leave it at that. Absolutely, Sean. Love the breakdown. I was just about to ask you, should he have sued the doctor <laughs> for injuring him? <laughs> but we'll see. It Look, one more thing, Sean, I wanted to ask you. Tyrod Taylor, that's an interesting point. He, he's an okay quarterback, right? Do you see him potentially getting a chance? If Daniel Jones goes in and he struggles, do you see him stepping in and starting some games? I don't see why not. You know, Tyrod Taylor's still a quarterback who led the Buffalo Bills in 2017 to the wild card round against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and him losing the game. And I think he ended up getting hurt that game. But I think with Tyrod, it's about his health. You know, he's the first couple games last year with Houston, Texas. He was okay. You know, but it's just about him being consistent as well. That's why he's a backup. I've got to be honest. And being healthy. But I, I think that Daniel Jones struggling, you, you could definitely see Tyrod Taylor step in, probably get the job done. Awesome. Great point, Sean. Great point. Craig, your thoughts on Daniel Jones. Does he have any hope? Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I think that, yeah, this is definitely his last shot. And I don't think the Giants did enough in the offseason and in the draft to to give Daniel Jones that chance to really prove himself. I think the team's just kind of bad all around. Um, and so I, I don't expect them to have a, a breakout season. And 
I, I do think it's a very interesting point that some people have made about Tyrod Taylor potentially starting. Um, I think that's a complete possibility, and I would honestly not be surprised at all if that happens, you know, about halfway through the season. Awesome. Tyrod Taylor's names have been thrown around there. Sean and Craig believe he could get some playing time. Davian, last but not least, your thoughts on Daniel Jones? Pretty much everybody in this group is saying his days are numbered, and he's basically a scrub. What's your thoughts on Daniel Jones? Did he turn things around this year? Brian Dable. Yeah. Uh, I think the one thing, if, if, if anything, that can help Daniel Jones be good this year is using Saquon Barkley to better his passing game. And if he can really feed Saquon Barkley a ball, keep defenses on their toes, I think he might have a chance. But other than that, I think he's had some injuries that prohibit him from really proving himself to the NFL, to the media. He's made more plays on the run. I think we, we all remember that play against the Eagles on Thursday Night Football where he ran for almost 80 yards into the end zone. But I don't think he has enough right now. I think he – if it, one thing can help him is going to be Saquon Barkley, who's been healthy. We've seen him putting in the work on the field and training camp. We've seen him getting healthier, more swole, more muscle. But I think the best that we see for Daniel Jones' future is probably a backup or helping the Giants to at least finish in third place in the NFC East. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. Let's, let's go to our next question. We're talking about the Jaguars, usually one of the worst teams in the league. Trevor Lawrence expected to be all-world, great quarterback, like a Peyton Manning type, right? John Elway, that's what everybody's saying. Andrew Luck, just throw his names out there with him. For me, it was a little bit of an underwhelming rookie season. Philip, I want to start with you. Can the Jaguars turn things around? Can they win some games? Can they change this culture around? Urban Meyer's out of there. Can they change things around? So, you know, I was one of those fans in football a few years ago that when the Giants were really bad, I watched a lot of Jaguars games because, you know, they had some talent on their team. They were an underrated team. You know, Blake Bortles obviously was the starting QB that everybody, that came out of nowhere. They had Jalen Ramsey, who was an up-and-coming star. Um, you know, uh, I forget a few other players on that team, but that great defense that they had. You know, the Jaguars all of a sudden, that was the one good year that they've had, and then all of a sudden it all fell apart. You know, the Jaguars have obviously gone through some culture changes. They've had some coaching changes as well. They've gone through QBs. You know, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, when they got Lawrence, this was everybody saying, okay, they have a great quarterback now. But the only problem is they have Urban Meyer, who is a college quarterback leading an NFL team. And sometimes it's very hit or miss. And most of the time it's missed when it comes to college you know, football coaches coaching in the NFL. And so what I'm looking at with the Jaguars is they have the two first overall picks the past two years in a row, they used it to select Trevor Lawrence, a guy on offense, and they used it to select Trayvon Walker, a guy on defense. Obviously, both very worldly players, but at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, is this enough to give the Jaguars that boost that they had back in 2017? The answer for right now is not yet, and I think it's very obvious at that point. They just do not have the talent level to succeed at this point in time. You know, I don't even, can I be honest with you, I don't even know at the time right now who their number one wide receiver is. I don't even know really who their running backs are or their even coaching staff really is. That's just how unknown I feel the Jaguars have been. So they have to honestly form a new identity to get them 
to get people to respect them again in the NFL because as of this moment, nobody is looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars as the Saxonville Jaguars as they were known a few years ago. Everybody's looking as, as the Jaguars is just the Jaguars, and that's really it. Great point. Philip. I want to ask you this real quick. Is, is Trevor Lawrence that guy? Will he become that great quarterback everybody thinks he'll be? Maybe multiple MVPs, possibly a Super Bowl. Do, do you think he's that good, or, or do you think it, it, I think Trevor Lawrence is is a good QB. I have no problem with Trevor Lawrence. I, you know, I think he won a lot in college for a reason. I mean, this guy barely lost in college. He barely lost in high school. I mean, obviously, it definitely is a much different level in the NFL, but Trevor Lawrence has the keys to be a good QB. He has exactly what a QB wants, you know, or what a team needs in a QB. So I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence. I think fans should not be worried about him. Obviously, the first year was a little bit, you know, of a – rough patch, but at the same time, I think the sophomore season for Trevor Lawrence is going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. Absolutely. Love to take on that. Zaria, your thoughts on the Jaguars. Jacksonville, like Philip was saying, this team has been a mess. Urban Meyer was a mess. Is the future hopeful? How are you viewing this team, Zaria? Uh, I feel like the Jaguars will improve, but I don't think they'll be drastically better than they were before. And I feel like this is a start, but slow, but steady improvement for the team. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to show how much he's improved during training camp, and he'll show how more versatile he is on the field than he was last season. Because I feel like the change between college and the National Football League was a big shock, and I feel like it normally is for rookies. So we'll see how much he's improved during training camp from that. And then picking up Trayvon Walker um, first in the draft for the Jaguars, I think that was a very smart move for their defense. And I think their defense will be a lot better than it was. And then seeing how Trayvon Walker played in the Hall of Fame game, he recorded, I think, one sack and one tackle. I think that should give Jaguars fans a lot of hope throughout the regular season. Um, maybe James is having difficulties, but uh, we'll we're going to you next. How do you feel about the Jaguars and uh, Trevor Lawrence this season? Uh, I'm wearing my Clemson polo right here. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. I mean, he was there my freshman year. Great to see. And then he transferred to the NFL, and I for a first overall pick, I feel like he got kind of a short end of the straw, a short end of the stick with Urban Meyer as his head coach. I mean, I think the Jaguars definitely improved their roster from last year, but not uh, total like big amount. I think they take a step forward. If it's big, I think that's a, a stretch to say. I think it'll be a small step forward, but I still think they'll be fighting with the Texans at the bottom of their division. But hot take, bull take, whatever if you want to think of it that way. I don't think they'll be the worst team in the AFC this year. I think they'll start to improve. They'll win a couple games, maybe go five and 12, four and 13, but I think they. They record a decent amount of wins. Trevor Lawrence takes another step forward. That backfield of theirs is sneaky good. They get Travis Etienne back, another Clemson guy. But I just don't think they improved drastically enough to really be a threat to teams like they were a few years ago. No, no, no. Great, great take. Now, you know what? I, I actually feel more hopeful. I'm going to go on this take real quick. I feel a little bit more hopeful because of the coaching. Let's not forget that Doug Peterson is their head coach. Doug Peterson was a Philadelphia Eagles head coach when, when um, you know, back about three to four years ago, actually two years ago. Um, and they won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And let's not act, we, we can't forget that, you know, 
during that 20, I believe it was 2017 season, Carson Wentz, you know, he was, he was playing it well. He was playing first. Um, and he was on his way to an MVP, you know, until he got hurt against, I believe it was the Los Angeles Rams late, late in the season. But what Doug Peterson did was, you know, Hey, they had a lot of talent on that team. Nick Foles looked like he was basically the quarterback all season and got the Super Bowl MVP. Now, I understand that the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't have Nick Foles or Carson Wentz. You know, Trevor Lawrence is still – I think he could arguably have a better career than both, but at the same time, they don't have that much talent. I understand that. But coaching does matter. And I say that – I say I feel a little bit more hopeful with the team because you still got to look at, hey, you compare the coaches, Urban Meyer. It's a lot of reports last year. Hey, he's out in the bars. You know, he, he kicked he kicked his kicker in, in his shin you know, last season during during like a practice or in calling him slurs or whatever it is. That's just not. I feel like if your head coach is doing those type of things, it's not something you can't have a good time. You're a grown man, I understand it. But if you're if you're doing those type of things towards your players, I think that can have a negative impact on your team. So when you have, I believe, a more mature coach and a coach has been there, done that, coming in with Doug Peterson, I feel like. And, and as well as uh, I think Zari and Philip mentioned, you know, with Trevor Lawrence have, having his first season, I feel like, you know, um, coming to a second year is how, how can you not get better? They were horrible last year. Trevor Lawrence, he did have a great season, but at the same time, I think it's more reflection on the coaching than him. So to me, I think having Doug Peterson in as, as, as a qualified head coach in the, in, 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 excuse me, in the um, NFL, I think it, it can help the Jags. And I, I'm, I agree with you, though, Will. I don't think they'll be last in AFC. And I don't think, I don't think they'll be last in AFC South because, hey, you know, the Texans, David David Mills showed up. He, he was promising quarterback last year, but I think the Jaguars can be better than the Texans. The Titans lost to Leo Jones and A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill is on the hot seat as well. Malik Mills, a rookie behind him. They have Derrick Henry if he can stay healthy. I don't think they're going to be the same team as last year. So I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, will they make the playoffs? Probably not, but I think they'll definitely be better than last year. So, Craig, going on to you, man, uh, how do you feel about the, the state of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence this year? I'm probably the most hopeful out of anyone just because on offense they signed Christian Kirk and, and they made some pretty good offensive moves. They get ETN back and James Robinson's awesome. Their O-line's improved and Trevor Lawrence is developing even more. So I, I think their offense is pretty solid. And then on defense, signing Walker, having Josh Allen along, you know, on the opposite side of him, I think is a solid pass rush. You get Darius Williams in the offseason at corner who was pretty solid on the Rams. I think the team overall was pretty much improved everywhere in some aspect. Um, I don't expect them to win the division by any means, but I think they definitely they, – they might even beat the Titans, honestly, because Derrick Henry, I think, is going to have uh, a, a very um, downward season than he's used to having. I don't think he'll be as dominant just with struggling with injuries, and then I don't like Ryan Tannehill at all. I, I think he's very overrated. And, um, yeah, losing A.J. Brown really hurts. So I, I really think that the Jags have a shot at getting second in the division at best. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's definitely a turnaround season, but they're not done rebuilding. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I, I definitely think they sweep the Texans and they have a chance at sweeping the Titans. Awesome. I like those points. Um, Davey, how, how do you feel about the Jaguars this year, Trevor Lawrence? I think, think you're on mute, buddy. My bad. There you go. I you're think the team can definitely take a big step forward from last year. I think this team can be sort of a team of mediocrity. They can be a scrappy team who makes it tough on opponents like we saw that in week 17 with week 18 with the Colts that helped the Steelers get in the playoffs. They they showed that scrap, that will to fight. And even though the season doesn't mean anything, um, I like that they're getting Trevor Lawrence's college buddy back, Travis ETNA, and also signing of Christian Kirk to help the receiving core. 
I think this team can really do something. Maybe not playoffs. They can be around eight and nine, seven and seven and nine, something like that. I think they can really make it hard for other teams to win coming into Jacksonville, Florida. They can they can they can surprise some people this year. No, I hear you. I hear you. And and uh, going into uh, say the offseason, you know, this past offseason, that was a lot of trades, a lot of free agent signings um, this past year. But uh, I just want to ask you guys, you know, hey, the new combo, I should say, uh, in the AFC West, you got Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. You got uh, Joey Bosa and also um, uh, Khalil Mack on the, on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers with that, you know, pro- prolific offense with Justin Herbert and those guys. But hey. The Las Vegas Raiders, they went through a lot of they went through a lot of, you know, adversity last year with the firing of their head coach. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs having that, you know, uh DUI situation. But at the end of the day, they still made the playoffs. And Derek Carr is somebody who, you know, is is continuing to grow. So he got his old teammate back from Fresno State and Devontae Adams, which I believe is probably number one, number two receiver, the you know, um as far as in the in as far as rankings in the NFL, but you know, I want to ask you guys: How do you how do you feel about Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? Will this be possibly the best duo quarterback to receiver in the league? And Davion, we're going to go back around. I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I think this can be a very scary matchup for teams. They are college buddies in the in the California area, so they have great chemistry already. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. That's all. That's all you need if you're a Raiders fan, a Las Vegas Raiders fan. They, they seem like they're already gelling together. We've seen them on the sidelines during the Hall of Fame game, chatting it up, laughing it up. Um, I think the key is not getting too overly, not getting too overly indulged in that in that duo. If uh, Derek Carr can use Hunter Renfro, his other receiving options. And then still get Devontae Adams' touches, get his yak receiving yards, yards after the catch. I think the Las Vegas Raiders can definitely – they made the playoffs last year. I think they can get – they can make a postseason run at the best for the Las Vegas faithful. Gotcha, gotcha. You're right about that. Making the playoffs last year. A lot of people, I feel like, coming, coming into the season didn't really think they were that dangerous of a team. Although they lost in the first round, it was still against the eventual AFC champions and the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, by a touchdown. So, so – um. Going to going to Craig, how do you feel about the uh, the Raiders this year and also also that Derek Carr to Devontae Adams one two punch? Yeah, I also I'll start with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. You know, it is really cool seeing them get back together after being college buddies and and uh, De- uh, Derek Carr being Devontae's quarterback at that time. Um, you know, I I think I've always thought Derek Carr was underrated. I think he's a solid quarterback and I think he's right up there with Dak Prescott as far as how good he is. Um, so like right outside of the top ten. But, uh, yeah, Devontae Adams, to me, is the number one receiver in the NFL. And Derek Carr now has, I believe, like the best offensive skill around him in the entire NFL. He has the best receiver, Devontae Adams. And then if we're talking like true slot receivers like Wes Welker types, Hunter Renfro, to me, is the best in the NFL. And then Darren Waller is a freak of a tight end. And having a solid O-line around that, too, I don't, I don't see a better offensive skill than that in the league right now. Um, or even, you know, especially in their own division, which is the best. Uh, and then on their defense, they re-signed or not re-signed. They signed Chandler Jones in the offseason, who has been amazing his entire career. And aside him is a very underrated pass rusher, Max Crosby. 
Um, so I really, really like what the Raiders did over this offseason. I think Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are going to be, the, you know, an amazing duo. And I would not be surprised if the Raiders make the playoffs in like a wild card slot just because of how competitive their division is. But I, I honestly, really hot take here. They sweep the Chiefs this coming year. Woo, I like that take. AFC West is not just giving to the Chiefs no more. You heard it from Craig. Sweep the Chiefs. Not one, but two. So, Philip, how do you feel about the Raiders, Derek Carr, and Devontae Adams one-two punch again? Can they win the division? All right, I am going to say – here's my here's what I'm going to say. So, we're talking to college teammates, and, you know, we're talking about leading them to a deep playoff run. When's the last time that happened? You just have to look no further than last year when Joe Burrow got his wide receiver from college, Lamar yeah. Chase. You know, what's who are we to say that the Bengals and the Raiders aren't going to be the same teams? The Raiders won't be this year's Bengals, basically. You know, I really like this duo, you know, of Carr and Devontae Adams. Listen, Derek Carr, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I feel like every single time his name is brought up, people just kind of say, oh, yeah, he's there. But at the same time, when I watch Derek Carr play, I see a strong arm quarterback, a very intelligent QB. I see somebody who now has a very true number one wide receiver. He doesn't have to just go to Hunter Renfro, who's a good slot receiver, and Darren Waller, who, like Craig said, a freak of nature of a tight end. You know, I really, really like this dynamic duo of Carr and Adams. And even Adams giving Carr high praise, saying, you know, it's easy to play for one Hall of Fame quarterback when you switch from one Hall of Fame QB to another. You know, he referred to Aaron Rodgers as a Hall of Fame QB, and he's already referring to Derek Carr as a Hall of Fame QB. So I think this duo is going to be scary and, you know, a very hot take. We already said that, you know, they'll sweep the Chiefs. I can honestly see the Raiders being this year's Cincinnati Bengals, honestly. Wow, wow. A lot of faith in the Raiders. So, so um, Zara, how do you feel about the Raiders this year, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr? Uh, I feel like they will be a very good duo if they both show out this season. And going off of what Philip and Craig are saying, I do feel like Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback. I feel like if Derek Carr is being mentioned, it is just like an, oh, yeah, he's okay. But I think he is more than just okay. He's very talented. He knows how to read a field better than, I would say, half of the starting QBs. He knows how to read a field better. And I do think that, the two of them playing at Fresno State and having that chemistry for so long will help them out this season. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see because obviously they've both evolved ever since they um, played together and seeing how those two collide instead of playing as opponents and now playing as teammates, that's going to be something very interesting to watch. Okay, so Will, how do you, how do you feel about the Raiders and the signing of, of uh, Devontae Adams here? I think Devontae Adams brings a whole different uh, look to their offense. I mean, Hunter Renfro, that big slot receiver, you have Darren Waller, the tight end. Devontae Adams helps them stretch the field. Not like kind of like Deshaun Jackson was for a little bit for them last year, but he's just a much more talented receiver in general. And so I think that elevates their offense to the top five in all football this year. Like they've uh, everyone else is saying, Derek Carr, underrated. I think he's pretty good. I won't – call him top 10 in the league right now but he's probably just below that but my issue with them is Josh McDaniels I'm a Patriots fan and so I've seen mm. up close and personal Josh McDaniels call football games and I think yeah. he gets a little too cute at times so I think that that might hold them back a little bit that's not saying I don't see them competing in that tough AFC West division and making the playoffs but I think in his first year at least Josh McDaniels will be what holds back the Las Vegas Raiders next year. 
from making a deep run and being net, like last year's Bengals, like Philip mentioned. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I, I like to take Will because, again, it goes back to coaching as well. And I think coaching is really important in the NFL. You know, we talked about the last seven and, and uh, Doug Peterson going to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer leaving. So that's a good point. I forgot, I forgot about Josh McDaniels. And, and let's not forget, I think it was over like, what, what uh, 11 years ago? When he, was a, when he was a coach of another AFC West team, the Denver Broncos, with um, I believe it was Tim Tebow. I think I think I think he was a coach when Tim Tebow was there. So yeah, uh, yeah. and they won a playoff game and, and stuff. But but at the same time, Josh McDaniels, it's with some former players are saying, hey hey, we don't I, I don't really like Josh McDaniels. I don't know, if I can't really get around him. And sometimes they try to bring that Patriot way, you know, to, towards other teams. And a lot of teams have a lot of coaches have had that uh, had that success. Mike Patricia. Head coach of the Denver Lions. I think he, uh, excuse me, the Detroit Lions. I think I don't know if he went back to New England or not, but they got rid of him. Josh McDaniels didn't have a great tenure in uh, in, in Denver, like I just mentioned. But at the same time, this is a, this is a new team. You know, I feel like the game has changed as well with the quarterbacks. I'll say this: I don't want to seem like a Debbie Downer or the Grinch. I think Derek Carr is good. I won't say underrated just because I got to see playoff wins. You have a team now. You got Devontae Adams, arguably the best team in the league, arguably the best tight end in the league, and, and Darren Waller, at least the top three tight end. Hunter Renfro surprised a lot of people last year. I think he had over at least 1,300 receiving yards. I might be wrong. Josh Jacobs underrated running back to me too. So you have the weapons. Let's see what you can do. You know. So I'm not going to say he's overrated, but I don't think he's necessarily underrated. I think he's, he's right around that – Maybe 12th, 11th best quarterback in the league, but at the same same time, it's now and never for Derek Carr as well. Not saying like they're going to get rid of him or anything if, if, if they don't make the playoffs, but it's can you be that guy? Can you be that guy? So with the Raiders, I'm hopeful. I like the Devontae Adams pickup. I, I like the uh, friendship that they had back in college as well. Uh, I think that can definitely go a long way. So and um, you know it was cool to see them even 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 just having a Hall of Fame game and just just having the, the uniform on it, it was cool to see that. So so going to my last question, guys, we're talking about we're talking about the um New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Phil, I gotta start with you. Can Mac Jones can Mac Jones be that guy and, and lead this team to the promised land? So Mac Jones, when he became the starting QB for the New England Patriots, he had the biggest shoes to fill of all time, you know, more than any QB ever. He had to fill the shoes of none other than Tom Brady, who's the greatest football quarterback to ever play the game. I think Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are going to lead the Patriots to another Super Bowl victory in the near future. I don't know why. I just think that whenever you think the Patriots are going away and you think that they're just not going to be there anymore, especially with Tom Brady, you have, in my opinion, the greatest football head coach and the smartest football head coach to ever play the you know game of football. Bill Belichick is the Super Bowl champion, you know, many times over. He was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants Super Bowl wins in the in the 80s and the early 90s. You know, he's been the Patriots head coach since what, 2002, 2001 even before that. I, I may even be earlier than that. You know, Belichick has been around. You know, he's seen QBs come and go. He's seen def defenses play really well. He's seen defenses play really bad. Offenses play really well. Offenses play really bad. He knows exactly how to coach an NFL team. And he knows exactly how to coach his players and make them the very best they can be. I mean, you look at some of the players that have come through the New England Patriots system and have played for under Bill Belichick and have either been, you know, know it all, you know, no, nothing really special and then become names and some of the greatest players to ever play their position. 
you know, they've had Gronk play in New England. No one really knew who Gronk was going to be when Aaron Hernandez was still the starting tight end. And now Gronk's considered one of the greatest tight ends to ever play. You know, he's had Julian Edelman. He even had Danny Amendola. You know, when those guys left New England, they got big name contracts because of their contributions to their team. And I think Mac Jones can just be exactly that. He can make other people look really, really well, and he can make himself look good. And Belichick is going to be that guy to lead the New England Patriots to another Super Bowl victory. And Mac Jones is going to be the starting QB on that Super Bowl winning team whenever it comes. I think it will be in the near future, of course. Okay, I like that take. Um, Zara, how do you feel about Mac Jones and the Patriots? Can he be that guy to lead him to the Super Bowl? Uh, I feel like Jones is ready to be a leader for New England. And even though they just lost their offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, I don't think that'll be as big of a problem as people are making it. And going back to last season, it was really clear that Jones knows how to read the field based off of his accuracy and how well he navigated in the pocket. And I know he wasn't perfect, but he played extremely well for a rookie. And with that being said, for Jones to take it to the next level, I feel like if anything, he just needs to strengthen his arm and start going forth, um, start throwing deeper into the field. And I feel like that will definitely help the Patriots and Mac Jones just improve as a quarterback in general. And I feel like if he'll, if, if he has the ability to throw super deep and super long, then I feel like it'll be a pretty good season for the Patriots. Okay. Will, it's your team. How do you feel about your team, the Patriots and uh, Mac Jones? Long, long term, I feel really good. I really like Mac Jones. I think he has the right attitude going into the everyday uh, practice, film sessions, all of it. I think he's the guy who is best poised to fill Tom Brady's shoes, like Philip mentioned. But this upcoming season, man, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm hoping it's a lot different than what I'm hearing coming out of training camp. The offense is struggling a lot. You mentioned Matt Patricia, who didn't do well in Detroit. He's back. We have Joe Judge back on the roster. We don't have an official offensive coordinator. Both Judge and Patricia are kind of like analysts leading the offense. I think Patricia is doing the play calling. It's a whole new offensive scheme. I like the addition of Devontae Parker that we made in the offseason. I think that gives the offense a whole new level uh, that it could take. But with no real offensive coordinator, a whole offensive rehaul in terms of a playbook, and Patricia calling the plays, I, especially with the how tough the AFC is looking, I'm really hoping that the reports at training camp end up being put to rest and the Patriots can take the next step. I do think Mac Jones can lead us to a Super Bowl sometime in the future with Bill Belichick, but this upcoming season isn't looking good for me, and it, it hurts. I hear you. Debbie, how do you feel about the Patriots, man? And Mac Jones. Well, I feel pretty good about them. You know, they actually compared the rookie season between Matt Jones and Tom Brady. And surprisingly to some, they look pretty similar. Mm. Matt Jones checks all the boxes of a quarterback. He, did, he I think he actually overachieved in his rookie year last year. He got the Patriots to the playoffs. He didn't. He wasn't scared. He, he had poise as soon as he came into the job. And that's what you got to have as a rookie. You can't be feeling that it's too big. It wasn't too big for him. I think that Matt Jones, I think I like Devontae Parker in the offseason for him. He needed one more receiving weapon. I think they got their guy. Damien Harris showed up big, particularly in the game against Buffalo, where it was really cold. He showed the true Patriot way, finding ways to win, really cold, not a good environment to throw the football. And he ran the ball 
They ran the ball. He scored touchdowns for him. So I think that game right there is what this Pages team in a nutshell can be when the environment doesn't seem right. They can always silence the doubters. That AFC is going to be hard, though, when you look at it. It's going to be really hard to really get a stable position in the playoffs. You have the Chargers, the, the Chiefs. You have Joe Burrow coming back for his sophomore year. He's going to want to prove that he's the better quarterback than Matt Jones. But I think the Patriots can get in the playoffs again. I think they're going to need a little bit more growth and resilience from Matt Jones to get to the next level. But I think they made it the playoffs again for a consecutive year. Okay. Um, Craig, 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 how do you feel about the Patriots and Matt Jones this year, man? Um, you know, I think this year is going to be a little bit better just because I, I do think Mac Jones takes his job extremely seriously. And, you know, I think he is going to be the face of the Patriots from here on out. Um, and, you know, I, I liked him coming out of college as well. My biggest worry, though, is Bill Belichick's like 70 years old. and He's been coaching for a very long time. I'm worried about how long he's going to stay with the Patriots because I think if you get rid of Belichick and then you're having to cycle through coaches like a lot of teams have to do, I think that's really going to hurt the Patriots in the long run. Um, so I think like long-term success for Mac Jones, it really is going to depend on the future of the coaching and, and how long Belichick stays there. Um, but I think he does have what it takes to be a really good quarterback for a very long time. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, I'm just really worried about how long Belichick's going to stay being in his seventies by now. That's usually about the time that coaches hang it up. So. No, I agree with a lot of you guys takes, um, you know, on me, I feel like Mac Jones, I did, I, I did see the poise last year, you know, uh, I did see the poise last year. Um, I, I feel like he definitely has to take that next step in order for them to win a playoff game and, you know, you know, and, and, and make that leap, make that push. Uh, um, Devontae Parker was definitely a good signing. I think he's an underrated receiver. If he can, if, if he can stay healthy, I think that can help Mac Jones out some more as well. You know, and um, you know, hey, Bill, Bill Belichick, he's always going to have his defense at least in the top ten defense. You know what I mean? So having that defense still with a young quarterback, a good running game, that I, I think that's definitely the, I think that's definitely the ingredients for, for uh, the Patriots this season as well. But hey, hey, kind of like Will said, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough though. You know, because you don't really, you don't really have a coordinator, you know, calling plays yet, and the preseason is right around the corner. Well, it's now actually. It's going to be. It's this week. So. I'll, it's going to be interesting to see how the pages do uh, this season without necessarily a veteran play caller on offensively at least. Um, uh, um, and, you know, the AFC conference, it just, it's got a lot thicker. We mentioned AFC West already, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, the AFC East. Hey, the Bills are pretty good. The Dolphins have two and Tyree Kill, you know, and even the Jets might steal a game. I don't know. That's Jansen's team. Maybe not. But, but, but at the same time, the same time, you know, the Patriots, I, I think Mac Jones can't lead him to a Super Bowl. I got a little bit more. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's in the middle of the pack as well. But but um I, I just gotta I gotta see um a little bit more, a little bit more from Mac. But um hey, that's all I got today, guys. Did you guys have uh you, you guys have any hot takes or anything else you want to say? If not, I'm I'm done with the questions. It's up to you guys though. Any hot takes for the season? Does anyone agree with me saying that the Raiders sweep the Chiefs? <laughs> I think they split. Yeah, I think a split is very, very possible. Yeah. A sweep is a, is asking a little bit too much because we all know what happened last year when the Raiders go into Kansas City and they celebrate on their midfield. Then they get crushed, literally a fumble opening drive, and then 
get blown out from there. So that's a little uh, that's a little hard to sweep them. This is a very different Raiders team, though. Like their team. This is. I don't disagree with that. The Chiefs got worse, like on both sides of the ball. I really don't think that they can beat the Raiders. I just don't see it. Man, Raiders won the division, right? I don't think you can doubt nah. Mahomes, though. I don't think you can doubt Mahomes. No, that's for sure. But no, yeah, um, what Sean was saying. No, I don't think they win the division. I think the the Chargers win the division and probably make the Super Bowl. Ooh, that's definitely a hot take. That was anything else. Of that. Both LA teams are going to be in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Ooh, LA. Rams, Rams just got better and they just won. So I think they repeat for the NFC, maybe the Bucks wow. because of Julio, if he turns out to be good this year. But besides that, I don't see anyone competing with those two teams in the NFC. Um, Not Dallas? Then, huh? Not Dallas, your team? Heck no. The Eagles are going to sweep us, I think. Ooh, dang. wow. Wow. With the hot takes. I can't wait the next week. <laughs> Maybe he's going for a reverse jinx. Maybe he's just saying that in hopes that the Cowboys sweep the Eagles. You don't know. We're going to skip Bayless, right? I mean, I don't like. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good, but all around, they're an extremely solid team outside of him. So, and I think that's enough. Honestly, I, I think the Dallas have so many holes everywhere from O line to receiver. I honestly don't think CD is going to have a great year, and I don't think he's going to produce anything like what we expected coming in as a rookie to be, just like Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's anything like him. Um, and then on mm. defense, I mean, signing Anthony Barr helps, but Mike Parsons is just going to be double teamed the entire season now uh, without Randy Gregory. And so our pass rush is going to get worse. And then our secondary honestly sucks. It, it's terrible. So I just yeah. don't see how the, I mean, we're going to, I think, sweep the the commanders and the giants, but that's, that's <laughs> it. I think we're definitely going to n- not make the playoffs, honestly. Hey, at least you're not being biased. I respect that. Uh, um, you know what I guys? Go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, Craig's a rational Cowboys fan. One That's good. good. One of the few. One of the few. I'll say this. Fans are a little, yeah, a little yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I actually I actually like Jalen Hurts. I, I said coming into the 2020 season, I said if Jalen Hurts and Tua – both have opportunity. I don't see why Jalen Hurts can't be better than Tua. Now, now that's not saying saying much as we've seen yet, but I, I feel like with Jalen Hurts, given that AJ Brown, you know what I mean. I think he's a leader. Something about him, he just has an aura to me. You know, he, he has to get a he has to be a better passer. But I feel like I feel like if they stop being one dimensional with the screen passes, that's why they have a bigger uh, a bigger receiver now. They, they can definitely do some damage. But um, any other hot takes, real quick, guys? Anything else you guys want to say? Quarterback battles in the preseason. What's up? Quarterback battles in the preseason. I, I don't know one. <laughs> Not in the preseason. Kenny Pickett, though. Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. That'd be exciting to see. Some rookies, I guess. Also, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield and Matt Corral. True that. I, true I that. think Baker wins Darnold. that. I, if anything, it's Baker and Sam Darnold competing. Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Baker I got Baker. Darnold. I think he's a bad quarterback. Absolutely. I am, I'm on the Baker train yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's all I got, though, guys. I appreciate you a lot. Um, I, I think Jensen, Jensen probably had technical difficulties, though. But uh, everybody else have a blessed night, and I'll see you guys next week, hopefully. Later. Yep. Good night. Right. Thank you. Right. Have a good night.